Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things. Flapping their wings on. Now they can be like bathing suits. What day, you know, what <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take what them off. What the hell? What, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> Are you starting? Oh, I just assumed Sheila was the host. I get, Hello, I get to... everybody. Shield Kabadi here. Birds with friends joined by Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and Marissa Dunn. I almost, I don't know if I said, I might have said Marissa Morris last time. I'm still uh, getting used to that. Uh, hosting here today. We don't have a lot to talk about. It's June 16th in Eagle season. Bo is back. Bo, the audience wants to know how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm, I would uh, I'd be lying if I said uh, my feelings weren't a little bit hurt. Uh, you know, by what? I, you know, I listen to the or by podcast me or last by week. Marissa or by who? Very good episode. Great okay. stuff. Good Eagles talk. Good uh, non-Eagles talk. But I mean, I feel like I've been I've been like buried. I feel like there's a knife in my back. Marissa, hit 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 the recording. I always compliment. Bo for his ability as a host. I think Shields done a terrific job as a host. The preparation, the 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 way the show has moved, right? Um, like he's been oh, engaging. He's gonna be so mad. He's been engaging. That. He's doing a good job mixing in football, non-football, and just his cadence has has been very host-like. He's brought us in and out of breaks well. Um, I I mean I frankly I don't know if Shields all auditioning for uh, one of the the uh, big seats that are opening in Philly right now, but Shields doing an outstanding job. So uh, uh, I think that I'm curious to hear both show notes on this one. Uh, he, I'm sure he will have critical notes, and I'm sure he won't be happy by the way you closed there. But I'm happy about it. As we say jokingly uh, in the Capadia household, because we like to make fun of online uh, language. Show me the lie. <laughs> <laughs> we say that constantly. I mean, the level of like of of gazzing up there. I, I don't know Listen. if I. I mean, it was nauseating. <laughs> Two I things can be great. true at the same time. Yeah, no, you I can be you a-, did a good job, Zach. Nothing. I didn't. I didn't hear anything <laughs> there that I thought was. I was going to uh, say territorial rights on hosting. Yeah. All right. So our so our show today. I've got uh, I've got twenty questions here. Uh, for you guys, some are uh, more in depth, some are are less in depth. But I got I got to start. Number one, Zach, off the top, you have the opportunity now. Would you like to kick me off the show entirely and just no, you, I, you and Shield can have the show moving forward? No way, no way. I think uh, I think you are an outstanding host, as I've said on a number of occasions. And I think what makes sure, the show sure. special is the four of us working in synergy. So. Okay, but maybe mix me in as a host a little more often. <laughs> What's the expression? You know, the, yeah. the the strength of the of the of the wolf is or the, or the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the, the wolf is the pack, right? Nice, I like that. So, uh, well, speaking of mixing people in, I gotta tell you, I like my. I liked one, Michael Jordan's uh, better. There, there's no uh, there's no I in team, but there is an I in win. Mm. Who says? Silence. I was trying to think of Calm another. Down, no, no, I was geez. trying to think of another one, and nothing came to mind. So okay. unfortunately, you, you you win that round. Uh, 
speaking of uh, like mixing people in, I got to say my number one takeaway from that episode, we got we got to get more Marissa in the show. She, I mean, the That's number the host one job. The, you know, I agree. Host I, good job I mean, he spoke to me, the air me. fryer, yeah, you know, yeah. washing my towels. Those you got to know the highlight of the episode was uh, was the, the kid conversation and, and Marissa coming so strong to the rack. Double that. She says, I mean, double that uh, on the Julian Lurie conversation. Jessica had a lot of Marissa notes after the episode. She goes, Marissa auntie is living the life. New towel every day, cleaning the air, cleaning the air fryer before she goes to bed. bed, She's like, how about that baby conversation? Wow. She's like, that was shocking. So I did tell Michael about it. I didn't let him listen to it because he would totally roll his eyes if I let him listen to everything I said. But he was just like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. So <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that as he's on board. <laughs> nice. Okay. That was, that, that was the that Browns was offensive line meeting room. What'd you say? You're going to be playing that clip in the Browns offensive line meeting room. Right <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was my yeah. question. Number two was, have you had that kind con- was, was Michael aware of the conversation? So thank yeah, you I didn't actually play that. him the clip because I think he would be like, oh my God, why did you say all of that? Um, but yeah, I just gave him like the synopsis and he just, he was on board, I think. I'm going to take it like he was. So, okay. to be Don't determined. Two and a half. <laughs> yeah. I don't All know, right, Bo. We need your answer on yeah. that. Yeah. Are you contributing or not? I would say don't count on me. Okay. But mistakes happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not mistakes. We, 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 haven't, mistakes. we haven't, we haven't closed mistakes. the book like the Capadias yeah. have. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Do you need a guy? Let me know. <laughs> Dr. Van Wiener or whatever. Dr. He Wiener, did have a name right. like that, which was funny. Yes. All right. Uh, number three, let's get to, oh. let's get to some Eagles talk. Oh, you sorry. Know, hold on. Hold on. Jessica's third note was, it's so weird that you talk about scrotums. <laughs> so that was, yeah. Well, I'll get you scrotums. I got, I got okay. a scrotum note on here. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Keep them listening. That's a tease uh, right there. In that's the exactly right. That's a professional host right there. Okay. Number three, uh, let's, let's talk a little Eagles here. Now that the, the off season is over, we're in the lull. We can look back on the off season as a whole. Give me your number one best move of the Eagles offseason. Zach, I will start with you. Hassan Reddick. I I point that one out because they needed to upgrade their pass rush this offseason. He has the, the past two years, he's had better sack production in each of those years than anyone on the Eagles roster has ever had in their career. I I don't think it's getting enough attention locally. You know, I understand AJ Brown's a huge addition. I understand Jordan Davis is a huge addition, uh, but I, I, I don't think the significance of Hassan Reddick is is really being appreciated locally, like it's going to become the season when you see him coming around the edge. I think I would say it's AJ Brown, but I, I think to your point, the difference is like the opportunity cost. Like Hassan Reddick was just money. AJ Brown did cost you know, a first round pick and a third round pick. That's a little bit different. I just think that that AJ Brown changes their ceiling this year much more than Hassan Reddick does. I feel like Hassan Reddick checked a box that they needed to address the pass rush to be competent. And I feel like AJ Brown really like in 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 some way on offense is like the force multiplying missing piece. I think their their ceiling goes from potential playoff team to, you know, could be a top two seed in the NFC potentially because of AJ Brown. What do you think, Shield? I have AJ. I mean, I don't. Was I supposed to prepare for this, or are we talking off the cuff here? Off, off the cuff, cuff on this one, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I would say AJ Brown. I mean, I think that uh, again. I feel like I've repeated myself here, but I think when Eagles fans are able to watch this guy on a snap to snap basis, week to week basis, they're going to be stunned. I mean, I don't know if this is a crazy comment. Like he, he has a Hall of Fame ceiling. I mean, you're talking about somebody who you're adding uh, 24 years old, who if his career uh, if he stays healthy, could be the best wide receiver in franchise history. I, I don't think this is hyperbole that I'm speaking with. When you look at his age, what he's done so far, his skill set, man. If you get a, if it, whether it's Jalen Hurts or somebody else, uh, I mean, the numbers could just be through the roof, and not just the numbers, the impact, how he makes defenses uh, account for certain things, the physicality he's going to bring. I mean, he's going to have plays where he is going to throw cornerbacks to the ground and get in the end zone that's going to get you uh, out of your seat, uh, off the couch, whatever. And so not only for this season, but looking ahead, and we're looking at that quarterback situation, is Jalen Hurts fine? If it's not Jalen Hurts, now all of a sudden you're looking at, is Philly an attractive destination? for like a top end 
veteran quarterback? The answer with A.J. Brown in the fold is absolutely yes. So maybe I'm Kapadia cursing him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be a bust or get suffer an injury. I hope not. But uh, I just uh, see him when I'm just looking at this roster. You're right, Redick. I, I thought it was a strong move. Uh, I think he has a chance to be a great player for them for years to come. But if I'm going to tout that offensive efficiency over everything else and that's all that matters, uh, then I got to go with A.J. Brown, even given what you gave up for him. All right. So along those lines, you, you know, we've talked about before, sometimes the best moves are the moves you don't make. Right, Zach? And so yes. let's let's think about some of the alternate timelines that could I like this. I was going to bring this up. I like for, this. for the Eagles this offseason. So this is question number four. Which of these alternate history offseasons do you like best? And are any of them preferable to how things actually played out? So let's go. Number one, instead of A.J. Brown and Cam Jurgens, you have Calvin Ridley and Lewis seen. So in other words, they, the, the Calvin Ridley doesn't get suspended. They trade a second round pick for him instead of a first and third for AJ Brown. And then they trade back in that, that second pick and draft Georgia safety, Lewis seen instead of James Bradbury and Kaiser white, they sign Marcus Williams for the big money deal uh, at safety that he signed with the Ravens. Uh, so obviously he signs that deal and there's less money to spend on Bradbury and, and Kaiser white. Instead of A.J. Brown, they sign Allen Robinson and draft George Karloftis at number 18 or 19. Or instead of A.J. Brown, Jordan Davis, and Cam Jurgens, they trade for Russell Wilson. Hmm. All of those four things they tried to do, would any of them have landed them in a better spot than they ended up having not been able to pull those things off? So not the first one. Right, the I agree. Yeah, I, th I think Brown's better than Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Yes, younger, of course. Yes. Um, the second one. So, are they using? You know, are, are they shining a a minimum salary or thereabouts veteran? Say, uh, I'm I'm sorry, veteran cornerback. To no, I think they're going. I think if they sign Marcus Williams, it's they're sticking with the Zach McPherson competition. Okay, so then in that situation, I'd rather Bradbury and Kaiser White. I'd, I'd rather with the outcome that occurred. Yeah, I think I'm there's on a the chance they, maybe they draft a corner in the second or third round. I would say I'm more on the fence with that yeah. one. Looking at it, I, I think I probably do lean uh, lean your way. You know, I liked Kaiser White as a free agent. He's another guy who's young, so if he plays well, he actually can be a core player for you. Bradbury's a little bit, but it different. is a one year deal. Just yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you could definitely make the case for Marcus Williams there. I think it's a toss-up. I think water gun to the abdomen. I might rather have Bradbury and White. Okay. Number third three was, one was, was Brad, AJ I mean, Brown. Third or one's Alan a no for me. Yeah, yes. that one's not even close to yeah, me. AJ Brown. I mean, Allen Robinson's a huge question mark in my opinion uh, this year. So yeah, I would definitely rather have Brown. Uh, the last one's probably the toughest. Yeah. Uh, Brown, uh, Davis, and what was it? Jurgens. Jurgens. Or Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson with this team as currently constructed. Like, so, all right. So, what picks? With no AJ Brown. But are you giving up future picks? You say future picks. Do I have my future picks? Let's say one of the two future firsts. Are, and so are you, you able to three trade? Three firsts, including two this year, one next year, and a second this year. Are you able to trade Hurts for a pick? Mm, good question. Yeah, like, sure. Let's say you get. Let's say you get a second round pick for Jalen Hurts. I would take Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to take a you, the most likely scenario is you're going to have to take a shot on a quarterback at some point. Uh, it's hard when there are opportunities. Russell Wilson with this offensive line. Now you're looking at Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins and Goddard. So it's not as it's certainly not as uh, and maybe as and good. Alec Pierce or, you know, like a second round wide receiver. Sheesh, that's tough for me. I mean, I, I just almost, like physically re like re re uh, had a, like a negative reaction to the idea of Alec Pierce in the second round. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm. I was just, he's the I know, guy. I know. You're just throwing a name out there. George Pickens. Uh, let's say I, yeah. I might. Yeah. Gee, I, I don't know. It's tough. I I'm having trouble answering it. I mean, I, I can understand wanting to sort of stay patient and build the team around and then wait for that quarterback to pounce. Now, if you're to, we could be talking at this time next year and they haven't made a move at quarterback. And Zach would be like, remember last June shield, you were saying you didn't know. And now they still don't have a quarterback and they could have had Russell Wilson. Uh, so I could go, I mean, I'm sort of leaning towards the, uh, the, the players. Interesting. I think I lean towards, yeah, what they did. 
Not what, strongly. I don't feel strongly though. I think I, I think I sort of agree. I think, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to gas them up too much, but I, like the state of the roster right now, along with the resources and like the age of everything, it's really, it's everything is in a really good spot. Um, and obviously they need to find that quarterback, but they are in a position to be able to, as you said before, Sheil, with AJ Brown and Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard, attract a quarterback if there's a veteran out there. And they have, I mean, I, I still think they don't have enough resources to trade up to like one or two. If there's a quarterback, I just don't think a team's going to trade down. But like they're, they're in great shape. You know, I just think Russell Wilson's a to... rise the tide player. Like everything changes when you bring him in the organization. Yeah, like if you can give me Brown with Russell Wilson, then I'm sold. It's a no-brainer. Oh, sure. And who's to say that wouldn't have been on the – so would they still have had a second rounder this year? I can't remember uh, all their draft picks. Well, yeah, so they, they had, would have had Remember, two. they had three first-rounders. In my okay. – well, now, if they did the Russell Wilson deal, they probably don't do that Saints deal. Let's say they trade two first-rounders this year, a second-rounder this year, and a first-rounder next year. Let's say that was a deal. So they'd still have they would still have one first round pick. That's interesting. They could have done the AJ Brown. So they could have done a first yeah. this year, a second next year. Potentially. What, what did they give up? A first and a third? What did they give yes. up for AJ first Brown? And a third. A first yeah, and a third. so they could have still done that deal. Uh, but do they have twenty five million dollars to give AJ AJ Brown if they bring yeah, in Russell? That's Wilson, a good question. Right. So I think they yeah, I think, I think they, they could figure they, it they out. They could figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I so so you could either and and by the way, Jalen Hurts might have been an attractive option for the Titans. I mean, think about how they play. Mm. They draft Malik Willis, they have Tannehill. Uh so would there would there have been a first round pick, Jalen Hurts, and something else? So that you know, that's the offseason. If you if you're on a dream of the offseason, that's the one right there where you end up with Russell Wilson uh and AJ Brown, and now all of a sudden you're a Super Bowl contender uh right now and probably for the next three years. I also think the way things actually would have played out if they had acquired Russell Wilson is they they probably would have been more aggressive in finding that receiver even earlier in the offseason. They wouldn't have exactly waited. you're giving right. up, yeah. yeah, picks. Who cares? You're in F in picks mode if you're if you're uh doing that right. and saying go win the Super Bowl right now. So it totally changes your mindset. I mean, the long term beyond three years is it's like who right. cares who cares? Uh you'll let Julian Lurie and Marissa's five kids handle that uh, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get maybe we can get uh like well now that the time the, the age is too off. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure on that one. I don't know where you were going with that, but yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe we can get one of the one of the five children to marry into the Lurie family and eventually take over the ownership, but we're talking mm. like a 30 year age difference. Let's let's be fair here. Well, we're not gonna uh, judge how Marissa parents their children. Next question, number five. <laughs> Uh, how much did you guys get paid by Big Air Fryer, and was it more or less than Zach got paid by Bulletproof Coffee? <laughs> less, less. So you're not oh, no, Team I, Air I Fryer, Bo? I don't have an air fryer. I'm not. I'm not against it, but I mean, the, the, it was like a, that was like a paid advertisement. That that conversation. What are you talking about? We didn't even a single brand of air fryer. How could it be? How could it be an advertisement? How many brands could there be? There's a oh, lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I it's did have a lot quick... of Twitter conversations, yeah. DMs about the air fryer. Yes. I mean, a lot going on there. I did have a quick question for Marissa on this topic mm -hmm. because immediately after after the podcast, I I said to Emily, "We're supposed to be washing this every day," and she said she uses aluminum foil in there, so you don't have to wash it. Is Another that your listener suggested that? Okay. Yes, and that's life changing. I have not tried that yet, but <laughs> okay. somebody did tweet at us that that you can do that and. Oh, that would, that would save okay. so much, especially when you're just reheating something. I would definitely, if I can use aluminum, I didn't know you could. Okay. I'm not like the best with that kind of stuff. Science was not real. I know you can't put aluminum foil into the microwave. Uh, I know so. nothing about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sci science. Yeah. Rachel gets on me for some things I put in the microwave sometimes. Yeah. So it's just I not, nothing, know. nothing metal. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a crazy person. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'm definitely going to try the aluminum okay. foil, especially if you're just heating something. I would definitely save a lot of cleaning time for sure. So thanks Some, to the listeners for and you for pointing that out. Yeah. And someone else sent a, like a, it was like a parchment paper. Did you see this? Mm, or was this no. just me? Yeah. Like a, you, you order them on Amazon and it's kind of the same thing as a uh, aluminum. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, uh, you know, a different thing. I think we were looking for there's something a little more environmentally friendly. I don't, you know, I don't know that mm. these were, but there's gotta be options out there. Uh, I will next, definitely try them. Next question for Sheil. Is it Rensis Lickert or Lickert Rensis? Lickert. Somebody said that they were pronouncing it wrong for their whole life until the podcast. 
I did I think that, that I, I thought Zach's take about uh, not that not needing to be named after him was one of the best takes of the episode. That was I good appreciate job. That. You're a great Listen, host. Thank you. Zach would have crushed in 1911. <laughs> he would have had all these amazing ideas that were so obvious. A hundred years extra. later, a hundred and ten years later. The top of the Berman scale would have been excited about this. <laughs> excited for this. Uh, okay, so let's let's dial it back from the excitement that we were just talking about and how you know how great a shape the roster is in. There's like there are so many feel good vibes about the team heading into the team right now. Is there is there any scenario you can see where this season goes so wrong, in part because these expectations are so high that things crater to the extent that that it leads to like significant changes next offseason? Is there is there any nightmare scenario you think is possible? Ooh, significant changes. I, I don't see uh head coaching change, right? Like I, I think there would be personnel change or staff changes before there'd be a head coaching change. But where this could go wrong, I, I think I mean my simple answer is if Jalen Hurts isn't 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 consistent enough, right? Like he's he's the we're expecting him to take a step this year, even if it's not a step into top eight, top 10 status, we're expecting him to take a step into being better than he was last year. If he doesn't progress, if he stagnates or if he regresses, then this team is not the the, the high upside team that we think it is. So it's, so I think that the bad scenario is Jalen Hurts doesn't progress. I think they're pretty high floor. I mean, they've almost okay. made it so that even if he stays the same or regresses the supporting cast around him is better i mean they were 11th in offensive dvoa last season so you're talking about if the quarterback makes a slight progression you're hopping you could potentially hop into that top eight you've got one of the easiest schedules uh in the entire nfl we've talked about the offensive line depth i mean you can you know theoretically withstand some injuries there uh on the offensive line now if aj brown uh, were to go down with a significant injury uh, that would certainly impact it. But again, now you're looking at the supporting cast you kind of had last year. And when, again, when you were 11th uh, in offensive DVO defensively, I mean, that to me is if you're talking about changes, like if I'm Howie Roseman and this defense is not in the top, uh, you know. I'll get to this. Hold hold your thought. Okay. On that. All right. Well, that's where I was thinking. But even that, I mean, I don't know that the floor is so low. Like you have veterans, uh, you have a defensive lineman. And so I just think that there's a lot of uh, circumstances in place where I'm having trouble. I listen, it always exists. We always, we don't uh, account for our ceiling and floor being as low as they actually are most it's of football. the times. There are so injuries we can, all over the place. Yeah. So you can yeah. play back this clip if they're uh, if four and 13 or something for sure, but it's hard for me to project what that would be. I mean, even if Jalen Hurts were to go down with a season ending injury, like, I don't know, is the drop, is there going to be a drop off? You can have that conversation. Is it going to be a significant drop off with Gardner Minshew? I still think they're a pretty competitive team with Gardner Minshew. So it's hard for me right now to kind of barring just the worst 32nd and adjusted games lost and everybody's going down and Kelsey's going down and Lane Johnson's going down and my going down, uh, barring something like that. It's hard for me to see them really as like one of the worst teams in the NFL next year to the point where you're talking about blowing stuff up after the season. I just think that from, for, from a Sirianni standpoint, it's worth thinking about how ahead of schedule they are. You know, we, we've talked so much about how when Lurie hired him, he was saying we're excited about the coach he can become. This was expected to be much more of a, of a slow process, I think. And, and he goes out and, exceeds expectations significantly in year one the only rookie head coach to make the playoffs now you know they sort of push chips into the into the table that this is a team with maybe division winning expectations at least like is he is he ready for that i i, I think that he probably is but i think there's a, a scenario where now the expectations are so high so much higher than we expected them to be in year two that if they disappoint and go you know six and eleven or whatever that's that's much more heat on him than you might would have you might have otherwise thought in year two. Yeah, especially considering how he probably feels great about how the right. offseason has gone and could point to, hey, all of you thought my offseason was great too. And uh now we're six and eleven or seven and ten. So I, I think I was gonna get to Sirianni in a later question okay. based on what you said okay. uh, earlier. But Zach, you really could have got Bo by telling him you're excited about the host he can become. <laughs> That's good. Let's let's keep let's keep line. that in the pocket. Yeah. 
I think the other nightmare scenario, like let's say Hertz is 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 really bad, takes a step back, they're still in the mix, and they pull the trigger on on Minshew or something, and he plays okay, and then it leads to sort of a, a fissure in the locker room, camps on both sides of the quarterback thing. Maybe that's the kind of thing that I don't know, unlikely, but. I mean, a, a Hertz Minshew divided locker room yeah. would really be something. I'm telling you. Uh, okay, to your point, Shield, this question is to you, uh, what you were going on about before. We know how much you love a Johnny Gantz. How good does the Eagles' defense have to be for you to change your opinion about him after year one, given all the well, upgrades they've made? Well, I mean, I would have to go through every roster. I'm looking at their their depth chart here. Uh, and their talent. And so, I mean, if I'm, I'll, I'll frame it this way. If I'm Howie Roseman, I'm telling Jeffrey, based on what we did this offseason, this better be a top 10 defense in 2022. Uh, like, you know, look I, who I've, we, I can, we can withstand injuries. We've gotten, you know, it seems like Johnny Gans has some input on uh, personnel. I don't know. You guys might be able to tell me uh, more if I'm right or wrong about that. But like other than safety, it's a uh, it's a strong group. And so for me to change my opinion, I mean, if they're yeah, if they're top 10, uh, I will say they've got he's kind of coached them to their talent. If you get better than that, I mean, if they it really it, there's an eye test element to this, if there's some creativity, if we say, man, look at what they're doing with uh, Hassan Reddick or Jordan Davis or N'Kobe Dean. Like, I want the film grinders. I want the nerds uh, to be pointing out, oh, my, look at this. Wow, look at this cover. Oh, my gosh, they duped Dak Prescott into this interception on third and seven. Look at, look at Marcus Epps rotating late here and stuff is clicking. Then I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was a hard you know, first year. Uh, no one's great at uh, at that. Not a lot of people are great at that job the first time doing it. And so now he got more talent. And he grew into it, and he is doing a great job. I'm perfectly uh, open to that. On the flip side, if this is like the 15th uh, or lower uh, defense with this talent, then I will almost be to the point where I've been like, I don't get it. Uh, you have two years of evidence that uh, he, you know, I, I've always said defensive coordinator, I want uh, more with less. And how did you, you framed it in the right way, but more with more, really more with more. Like if you're talented, like get up right. there. Yeah. So um, to me, that's just the easiest way to judge it. So I think one way to frame this and I, I pause before I say it because I, I don't know what jobs are going to be available next off season uh, or, or what ownership at those jobs are, is going to be looking for. Uh, but one way to frame this is that one way or the other, he's not going to be here next year, right? If they're really good, then he'll be a, an, a particularly attractive coaching candidate. If, if he had the attention that he had last offseason, if if they're a top 10 defense and the remarks about the scheme and the way they're playing are, as Shield described, and knowing the way the league thinks about Jonathan as kind of a person and as a leader. Jonathan. That's his name. <laughs> I know, but uh, am I supposed to call him Johnny Gans? Like I can call him Gannon. Johnny Gans. Okay, Gannon. As a, uh, as, no, no, no. You wrote a whole story about how he's good with first names. You're self-referencing. It's a there good you job. go. I appreciate that. Um, so I think he'll be high atop a the coaching candidate list next year. Is how he said on on draft night they're only renting Gannon in their opinion. Um, but uh, the flip side is if they underperform, then you can make an, a, a strong case that you know, perhaps they need a different voice or a different scheme or, or, or something like that. So, so one way to look at this is if, if they're really good, he's somewhere else. And if they're not good, then he's somewhere else. Yeah, I think uh, I've already said this before, but uh, it, it's very similar to the Jalen Hurts um, situation for me. They've, they've given him everything he could possibly need. Now they can properly evaluate him. If he's good, they'll be good. If he's not, you know, they'll be mediocre. But uh, and maybe also to Zach's point, he he just won't be here. Uh, Zach, I'm curious. You know, this the scrotum thing. It's fine. It's a part of the body. That's just, everybody should be aware of that. But we've always thought this was a family show, and for you to come out so blue. Uh, with those words, I'm curious. Like, what was the cursing policy in the Berman household growing up? Did you ever have soap in the mouth? What 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 was the deal? Well, real quick, 
I've never had uh, a set that started with me. You know, the scrotum thing, right? Like, I, I had really? no idea where you're going with that. Very I had no common. idea where you're going with that one. Um, it's a good conversation no, a good starter. I, I did not, I did not curse growing up. I, I actually, I very seldom curse now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't Only when know. There's a hot mic. No, no, those, I'm sorry. I, I, I did it. Those were expressions more than anything else. Right. Like I, I did not just utter the F word or something like that. I, it was, uh, speak. Yeah. Speaking of that, Leela did come home the, uh, you know, <laughs> last week of school and say someone in school said the F word. Oh, uh, but she was, of course, referring to fart. Oh, no. uh, yeah. So I kindergarten gonna, is a little different. I thought she was going to quote me and then I, I'd be in trouble in the body household. So someone yeah. said the, uh, someone came home and said the ES word, elevated scrotum. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I actually think, by the way, like I, I received, or I, I should say we all received messages on on Twitter. Like my kids were in the car when it, when when Zach said it. I was thinking if a I kid didn't goes receive to school, any of those. If a kid goes to school yeah, and says like, you know, the word I said relative to if a kid goes to school and says elevated scrotum, I, yeah, I think uh, that's anatomy. That's, that's, that's biology. I think the teacher would be much more taken aback. By the elevated scrotum discussion. No, then, I, th I think hey, they would know that uh, little Johnny's not yeah. going to have any more siblings uh, <laughs> if they're talking about that in their house. Uh, Sheila, a, a two can you for you. Two can you name the two brothers who are currently on the Eagles roster? Two brothers, uh, TJ and Derek Watt. That's correct. T Zach, do you know? TJ and JJ Watt. I have the roster in front of me here. They have brothers on the roster? Yes. Oh, how do you not know this? Zach is not going to sleep tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you don't have like a vacation coming up or something. Sorry, Eberm. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving while he looks. Who are the brothers? The Ellises. Come on. Christian and Noah. Luther? Oh. Okay. Okay. Right. I wish, I wish everyone up. could see Zach's face. Yeah, right this now. is yeah. tough. I feel like you. I would have. I feel would have bet everything I own that you that you had this on lockdown. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. All right, let's take a little break. Uh, hear from our sponsors and be back with some more questions. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Okay, back on Birds with Friends. We go uh, to the second half of the questions. Now, question 11. Zach, what is the most under-the-radar story heading into this Eagles season? This is the one question for the listeners that I told you guys to prepare for ahead of time. It was Zach's idea. Well, I, I, I mean, actually like an hour the most, to be Yeah, fair. the most underrated story from the offseason, right? Like, like I, I wasn't thinking going into the season. but Oh, uh, okay. Well, but I think kind of, so I'm, I'm going to give Bo credit here uh I'm this received a lot of attention but i think when we look back at, at, at kind of what stories from this offseason really resonate in future years i think julian laurie taking an official role in the organization mm -hmm. for the first time uh is is significant and, and and that's not to say that he's making football decisions or more business decisions but it it's you know it's it's kind of been one of these things that has lingered behind the scenes for the past, you know, a few years, when is he going to kind of take a more active role? And the fact that he's taking a, uh, that he has an official role now, I think can cannot be understated because it, it shows the succession plan within the organization. And then the other thing that I, I would say is, as we look back in the offseason, I don't know if enough attention really went to Jason Kelsey returning, right? Because it was one of those things. If if, if you told me going into last year, and probably if you told Jason Kelsey going into last year 
that he'd be playing in the 2022 season, I I would not have, have uh, believed you. And the way they structured the contract in 2021 was such that they were kind of forcing a, des- a decision to be made, right? And uh, and so for him to be back and for it to, to almost be inevitable in February and March, I think that that that's uh, that's a big story because as we look at this era of the Eagles, he's one of the you know you know two or three best players to play at the past decade. And I would say that's also an underrated CTC right there. Highest paid center in football this year. Mm. 14 mil. No other, you know, it's, yeah, you want me back? Uh, I was an all pro last year. You guys tried to get rid of me, uh, you know, multiple times. Now you're trotting me out there. It's the face of the franchise and putting me on WIP to uh, defend the organization. Yeah, I'm fine doing all that. I'm comfortable doing all that. I'm good at all that. But uh, bump it up with no hometown discount here. Uh, I didn't think he was going to get 14 million, but uh, I think good for him to do that uh my under there now i took it differently mine was like what's the thing we're not talking about that we should be talking about are we sure this coaching staff is going to be good mm. now, i will say that uh, i like that i am bullish on a nick sirianni i liked what i saw you know he passed the no a-hole test he seems to treat players well good connection there adjustments last year there were a lot of things i liked about him uh and i would say you know i again i feel like he's going to do a good job having said that you know, they were nine and eight last year against a bunch of garbanzo bean uh, quarterbacks. Anytime they faced a good team, they lost last year. Uh, they got their uh, lunch eaten, lunch handed to them, hat handed to them. What am I going for here? Butt handed to them? Not butt eaten. That's a different thing. No, yeah. Uh, I would say I would say the the lunch handed to them. Is that right? I okay. think that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound right. Anyway, in the playoffs against uh, uh, Tampa Bay, and so just we've seen. I mean. There's always that first year coach comes in, you know, they make the playoffs, everything's looking good. A Matt, Matt Nagy would uh, come to mind there with the Chicago Bears. And we've seen many examples of this throughout the history of the NFL. And as you alluded to, expectations are different now. I mean, Shane Steichen, is he moving the kneel for you at offensive coordinator? He's getting gassed up a little bit for the uh, play calling. Let's see. Let's see what your plan B is, uh, Shane. And then Jonathan Gannon, we mentioned. So our, you know, we might not have a great answer to this this year because, again, they have the second easiest schedule uh, in the NFL. But I think that's sort of an under-the-radar thing. Like, uh, you know, we kind of assume that they're in great shape there, uh, and uh, maybe they might not be. Yeah, and, and to your point, like, when they put the staff together, it was like all of these young coaches, you're putting a staff together of teachers who are going to help build this program. But, but because things have, like, fast-forwarded so much, are those guys ready to, like, flip the switch from teachers to – I don't know, executors or whatever, whatever the next phase is. Let me ask you guys, do you think the staff continuity is, do you think that's just like a a media storyline or do you think that's something that could really factor into how, how the team does this year? I don't see it as a big story. I don't see it as a big storyline because it's, I mean, you know, it's Sirianni's, well, are you including Sirianni in the staff continuity or you're Yes, they did not, they they did not make any changes. They yeah. lost Jim Bob Cooter, who was, you know, behind the scenes. Okay. Of, yeah, yeah, no, I think that matters if the you know, if the coaches are good. I mean, yeah. the first thing is like if you can upgrade, then uh upgrade, or if somebody wasn't doing a good job. But yeah, and what are the odds that what are the odds that none of them were, were not replaceable? Or like obviously there's a there's uh the odds would tell us that at least one of them you could have upgraded on, right? But maybe you value the continuity. Position-wise, there's a comfort level, you know, probably with the uh, position coaches. So uh, I guess I take that back. I think continuity is good if you have the right people in place. I can't believe I missed the Ellis brothers, by the way. That bothers Neither me. Neither can I. I th- yeah, honestly, never of all the things it. to bother you, I think that should bother you. Yeah, that that does legitimately bother me. Um, that does legitimately bother me. I uh, I wish we can edit that out, Marissa, that I, that no, I missed. No, I'm editing. hoping now, now to uh, give the listeners another peek behind the curtain. We're doing a double record today. We're recording oh, we ahead of the time this up, yeah. for, for next week. I'm hoping that this is going to bother you throughout next episode and throw you off your track for the draft that we're going to do. Oh, you got 26 minutes to get through the rest. I think we can do it. These are, okay. There's really only one or two heavier ones here. So uh, let me tell me what you would have done in this situation. I was at a, uh, there was a little Halloween, like half Halloween party uh, in, in our neighborhood yesterday. Um, 
like a half Halloween party. I don't know. It was just they they do these things on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whatever it is. Anyone ever heard of anything like? I don't think it was half Halloween. It was just a a chance to get the kids out in the neighborhood, and they did like a very like uh you know low level Halloween celebration. It was fun. Uh, Families around. There was a guy I saw uh, who I have seen in the neighborhood before. I've never spoken to him, and he was wearing a vintage The Athletic Philly t-shirt you know meaning that he was an original subscriber mm. those were only given to the very original subscribers i took my dad's would you have said something to this person absolutely uh no Definitely. i would have i would have seen if he uh noticed you know the the bald indian man who was a part of the original staff there you know, then he can come over. I don't know that I would have gone out of my way, especially with kids. Right. Uh, I generally don't like to talk to strangers. And what are you going to do? You're going to say, oh, hey, by the way, I'm, uh, you know, I, that's, I'm Bo Wolf or I'm Shukapati. I, that's my shirt. Well, could like just been like, oh, gee, you know, one of those. Or you could just go up to them and, and you could say, what do you think of the athletic? What kind of stories do you think they need to do? Yeah, but but that feels on? a little like, uh, thank efficient. you for. Thank you for subscribing. Would probably I feel like nice, that's a little nice bit fishing too. I don't know. I, I used what, to always what, do that on what happened is he walked past me and I tried to make eye contact with him just in case he did the recognize. And once he passed, I wasn't I wasn't gonna go out of my way to to see the guy. So I don't know if he's a listener, you know, say hi one day. I used to do that on flights on Saturday mornings to games when I'd see someone reading the inquirer and oh uh, man, that's such I, a flex. <laughs> No, I would say, oh, what do you think of their Eagles coverage? Oh what, do you think of what, type of, what type of stories are they not doing? I, I wouldn't like reveal what do you think myself. Of, what do you think of that Berman guy? I, I would not ask that. I would just kind what do you think of, of that McLean guy? I'm sure they think very highly of that McLean guy. Again, again, do not talk to strangers is not only for kids. <laughs> this is if you are a grown up, do not talk to strangers. I mean, you want to be courteous. You want to be polite. But striking up a conversation with someone you don't know, come on. Marissa, you would have said hi? No one has time. Absolutely. I would have started a full conversation. <laughs> come on. Mar- Marissa has much better people skills then. No well, Zach has great people skills. Yeah. Depends. Something. Uh, yeah. Next question. Have you guys watched A Hustle? Yes. No, I've heard good things though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. What about it you? It was fun. Fun watch. There's some, some plot holes for sure, but it was fun watch. Plot great holes references hustle, in there. Really? Uh, well, I was talking about it with Handsome Rich yesterday. It was good. Okay. But the, What's yeah, the your ben, biggest plot hole? Oh, well, the Ben Foster no, character. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Okay. Well, look I'll watch it on an airplane away. tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. All right, next question. I like. I, I kind of like this question. Now, he, there were a lot of Philly references in, though, right? Could they not have gotten somebody with the Birds with Friends t-shirt? In yeah, that we could have used the Birds with Friends there. There was right, one so day I where give they it were an filming F. in our neighborhood, and I never saw that scene in the movie. Um, but yeah, good. a lot of good, lot of good Philly. Uh, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. Moments in the, in the movie. Good stuff. Uh, okay. So you talked about Kelsey. How he's he's been here for so long. There are four guys entering their 10th, at least their 10th season on the team. You've got Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, and uh, Brandon Graham. If you had to lay money, lay your turkeys, who do you think is the eagle on the roster who is going to be here the longest? Who is going to be the longest lasting current eagle? Lane Johnson. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the I, younger I, guys. Pro, look look oh, into the future. Okay. Who's going to be sorry. the next one of those? Who's going to be the guy? Now, I'll give you some of the candidates. You Don't can tell me who you think. I don't understand the question at all, Zach. I, I understand the question. Who's, who's going to be, be on the team? Who, who, which current Eagle is going to be on the team the longest? Okay. okay? So you've got, uh, you got Dallas Goddard, who's 27 years old. you got Jordan Mailata, who's 25. You got Josh Sweat, who's 25. You got A.J. Brown, who's 25. You got Milton Williams, who's 23. Devontae Smith, who's 23. Jalen Hurts, who's 23. Landon Dickerson, who's 23. Jordan Davis, who's 22. Nicobe Dean, who's 21. Cam Jurgens, who's 22. And, of course, you've got Dick Rod, who's 30. <laughs> uh, I, I think depending upon Jordan Mailata's health, I would go him because left tackles can play longer in, into their career. The other thing I would say is Jordan Davis, uh, because I think that's also a position that could play into his you know mid thirties if he's healthy. 
I, I'm, I'm not going to say AJ Brown because I, I feel like speed dependent positions or athletic dependent positions, particularly on on the perimeter, you're not going to get those guys into their mid thirties that often. Yeah, my gut was to go with Mylotta because of what Zach said, premium position, contracts up. If he's playing, I mean, he, he, he should theoretically be playing really well when his contract's up again. So now you're talking about an extension. The health thing does make me nervous there. Uh, is he going to be healthy enough uh, to do that? I mean, Devontae Smith is not a bad one, I think. Uh, you know, he's a crafty Wide receiver, if he's playing well, he seems like uh, it would be a good culture fit regardless of the scheme. And so uh, those were the two that came to mind. The other one for me, I, I think Landon Dickerson is a good possibility here. Uh, another position where you can last long. He can play a few positions. You know, there's, there is injury history there too. But he's also like, you know, culture guy who they're going to want in the locker room. I feel, like, I feel like there's a chance he could be the guy who stays the longest. Okay. Okay, so if you had to water gun to your toe, you go, you go my lotta, Zach. You go my lotta too, Shield. I'm gonna go my lotta, yeah. Okay, I'm go I think that's a good well. bet. I'll go Dickerson. Why not? All right, we'll revisit in 12 years or whatever you said. Sounds good, uh, Shield. I want to give you a chance to uh, to call me to account here. Uh, this is a conversation we had on Slack uh, a couple weeks ago uh, about my Indian breakfast sandwich. Uh, had had some leftover Indian food. A little shahi paneer on the heated it up, put it on the the uh, toasted naan, not toasted like grilled naan, and a little like like a Indian egg and cheese sandwich. Was that cultural appropriation? Yeah. Next okay. question. Oh, more. I, I mean, should I should should I should I feel bad about it? Should I, what, give me the. Uh... No, I think it was fine. I think naan is great for any type of breakfast sandwich. I have found. That when you have leftover, if you have leftover naan and the next morning you're cooking up some eggs, some scrammy, some something else, uh, put it right in between two slices of naan. That's going to be delicious. Okay. I like that. Because for the egg sandwich, you know, I don't, I don't want too much bread. You know, as Asante Samuel would say, I don't want too much thickness on that. I, want I agree with that. It's a, yeah, it's a perfect vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. And so you want something a little bit thinner there. Uh, so I think that's why it's such a nice. But idea. also structural integrity to the naan. No, got to. Speaking of structural integrity, how about uh, how about uh, trunk integrity? You know, mm, uh, we, we played yeah. a little golf uh, yesterday, and I did the pull through in the parking lot. You know, you got the two open spaces back to back. You do the pull through. So you always got to do the pull through, right? So that when you exit, you're not reversing. You're just going forward. Well, this GMC pickup truck does a backup trunk to trunk. Gets so close, I can't open my trunk to put golf clubs back there. What is that? Unbelievable. Should I have and done something I, there? No, but as I said to you, I think the uh, the make and model of the truck probably told you enough to know that that was not a person who was concerned about other people's well-being. Yeah. I've driven a GMC terrain before, Flex. Uh, a, I, have a, I had trunk integrity with that bad boy. I think you were right to be miffed. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, I got a nice, uh, birthday present. Marissa want to chime in here. Did she just unmute? No, herself? I'm just very intrigued oh. about your guys' golf game. Michael's been very into mm. golf lately. So oh, I, a lot I, of I, golf talk in our house. Yeah. Bo so, is good. I stink. Would you say, would you say I'm honestly, Bo, am I getting better? Or am I yes. not getting better? You are definitely getting better. Oh, I would say, I would yeah. say significant improvement since the first oh, time we played. Thank together. you. I feel like. For the first time this summer, I understand how you're supposed to swing a golf club after about three mm -hmm. years, and so now it's a matter of doing it. But handsome, I handsome, find it fun. Handsome Rich gave a little. You know, he's got he's 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 got he's got the makings of a good swing. Great, handsome Rich, great golf uh, company, I would say. I agree. See, can we golf? get can we get you to play a little golf? Center? Yeah, I've never you're golfed in the burbs in my life. now. I've never yeah. golfed before. I I okay. should learn, but yeah, no, I've never. Oh, that'd be amazing. Golfed. I've I've told the story. Have I told the story on the podcast? I believe yeah. my first time on a golf course. Yeah. You okay. Walk, oh, yeah. Walked inappropriately. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, um, so Michael is into watching golf or playing golf. No, playing. He's oh, you can nice. take lessons with him, Zach. He's been taking lessons. He's not that great. Like the odd um, He's actually terrible. Yet. He's he's really bad. <laughs> that would be a fun. That's I'd like to watch too. that documentary. Yeah. I yeah. thought Michael would be offended if you overheard the uh, the pickup truck conversation because. I feel like offensive linemen, they're all mm. driving trucks, right? So Michael actually does I'm have sure a I'm sure he has truck integrity. I'm sure he has trunk yes. integrity. Yes, yeah. he definitely does. He, he actually, was raised right. 
he's actually um not the best parker like so he'll park like very far away um yeah if like parallel parking's involved he will he will and this is a lot he will walk a mile just to not parallel park really yes wow it's hard with a big truck not a fan of parallel parking um or he will pay like 60 dollars to park in a garage versus parallel parking because it's gives him it stresses him out Mm. listen Um, that's what the tender's for yes but that's right (laughs) (laughs) but he is a ford f-150 so um not the suit like the four-door one yeah i don't know what they're called but um yeah he's he's uh really learning in like he's excited for golf but he's also a little like disappointed at how bad he is Mm. so a few more lessons hopefully he'll be getting it but he's been going out with his friends a lot um after ot's so he's trying Mm. give him credit for trying there is an obsessive component to it that I didn't realize oh, yes. where when yes. I'm not playing, I'm thinking about like how I can hit the ball better in yes. my head. And, I, and then That's I'll the stop myself and be like, why aren't you thinking about like your kids right now right. or something? <laughs> You're thinking about this stupid thing about how you could hit a golf ball better. So I don't know if that's healthy or not. I do think I have enjoyed the aspect of uh, being old and trying something new that you suck at and trying to improve at it. Because that, like yeah, that. Yeah, goes away as you get older. And that's so, another uh, example yeah. that you have. I, that's like it for me okay. in my life. I mean, at this point, if I'm good at it, I'm good at it. If I suck at it, I'm not doing it anymore, except for this one thing. I feel I think that's, I like that. I like that framing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Michael, I have a question for you, Marissa. Uh, I feel like Michael's getting buried in terms of, you know, he's not doing any laundry. He's not oh, yeah. making any dinner. Can you give it, can you gas up Michael? What chores does he do around the house? I like this. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, can you come back to me? <laughs> No, um, oh geez. Oh, How, no, 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 let me you ask know, you this. I will have to say, I will have to say, you know, after he went at one point this spring golfing like eight days in a row, of course I counted. I was like, listen, this is springtime. Football is, you know, a lot lighter for you. You're done at two o'clock every day. There is no reason I need to be doing all these things. So he has dabbled in cooking dinner. It takes a very long time. So it's like breakfast basically <laughs> by the time it's done. It's almost not even worth it. Um, but I will say he is, he is trying to participate in these, uh, household activities. So now we're back in, well, he's coming back today. I'm back in New Jersey already. And, you know, we go to my parents when we're back in New Jersey. So that means the both of us are off household oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. and my mom's on duty. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> How but, is he with the online, like a, like an Uber Eats or a DoorDash? Oh, I mean, is that his thing? He's a pro. Listen, I mean, that counts. Yes. He is yeah. when it comes to finding a restaurant or um, that's a know, big skill. Yes. He, he's very good at that. He's like a DoorDash professional. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll gather him up that counts. That. Yeah. 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 Right. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on direct TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
Um, I thought you guys did a great job with the uh, what number are about... we on, Paul? There's I mean, four left. We... Four left. Okay. We're gonna make it. All right, we're doing uh, good time here. Uh, I thought you guys did a great job with the conversation of the the front office changes. Um, oh, thank you. I thought you explained it all very well, very what? Uh, succinctly, Zach, and uh, so everybody could understand. There's one follow up question I have that I think listeners might have. We know about Alec Hallaby, how he is like you know in charge of analytics, and I know that he he deals with more and uh, than just that. What does John Ferrari do? So great question. I don't. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, there are a number of things. Um, first off, Doug Peterson used to speak about him often, as as far as game management type stuff. Uh, he's a rules expert, right? So that's 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 one thing. Um, and his expertise, his background from the league office, also extends to to how you put a team together. Because from my understanding, in terms of compliance. You know whether it's cap compliance, league compliance, uh, really, I'm really strong in that area as well. But he has a he has a specific game day role, right? I mean, he's in the booth. He's he's helping with replays, from my understanding. Um, if if you actually, <clears throat> excuse me, if you go to Eagles practice, John Ferrari is not standing on the sideline. John Ferrari is the one spotting the ball, and he's the one making the calls. And you often hear if if you go into our training camp notes from years past you'll hear players like uh maybe it's it's kelsey or someone else or fletcher cox maybe they'll scream over at ferrari if there's a flag thrown when the referees aren't there um so he's really in terms of like uh you know uh let's let's say review situations challenge situations he is a big game day rules player. expert Yes. Wait. So he's still. Do, is he still spotting the ball as the assistant yes. GM at, at practice the other yes. day? Yes, he was really. Still, he was right. still that's, spotting that's the ball. That's pretty interesting. Yes. Yes. And he he uh, there was a practice last week. There was a deep touchdown, and the offensive players were were, were celebrating, and he like demonstratively threw the flag for a legal celebration. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, having a little fun. Yeah. Yeah. Having nice having fun, job, but that's. I guess. But that's your assistant general manager doing that, right? So that's that's a that seems thing. unusual to me. But I also think it's that that's not everything he does. I, no, I, no, that's I, not I everything he, he does. But but you ask that's what you say, right? No, but there's a lot of uh, like synergy between the the coaching staff and the mm -hmm. front office that he is sort of in charge of. Is exactly. that right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Good question. Uh, so I got a, a very nice uh, birthday present. Uh, June eleventh, by the way, was Bo's birthday. Thank you. A nice, uh, a new uh, record player. Okay. Uh, which I was very excited about. That's really? an awesome gift. Zach looks, uh, Zach speak oh, out. Yeah. Zach has something no. to say here. Love a vinyl. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't listen to that much music, but I love it. Love a vinyl. I was putting it together uh, and I, and putting these speakers together. And first of all, one of the uh, records my dad gave me was a, uh, like a Marvin Gaye greatest hits. The question is, should I take that as a threat from my dad? No. Why? For a dad to give his son a Marvin Gaye record, is that is that worrisome for me? Why would that be worrisome? Because Marvin Gaye's father killed his killed him, <laughs> shot him. That's how I he thought died. It, I, th I thought it was you were. I thought you were bringing it on back to the uh, vasectomy conversation, a threat to. You better be playing. Let's get it on. And well, that's the second part. That's the, that's the second Great part of the. That's the second part of the story. I'm putting it together like a Sunday afternoon, and the speakers are not connected. I'm like turning up the speakers to get as loud as I can, and it's like still very, very faint. And then I finally, there's a switch on the back that changes it from, uh, I guess, like passive speakers to active speakers. Flip the switch, and immediately, like the loudest sound you could possibly hear. Uh, reverberates through the through the neighborhood. You know, we, it's a row home, and it's it's let's get it on to like the loudest sound All you could right. possibly hear. That's the first track on that talking. side of the album. I thought it was very funny. Like what 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 people must have thought was going on at the Wolf household at three o'clock on a Sunday. If that row home's <laughs> rocking. Don't come a knocking. Exactly. <laughs> so no no no. The reason I I laughed when you first brought up the vinyl was um, shout out to my old beat colleague Jeff McLean. Yeah, he he, he has uh, a big guy. Yeah, and he and and he, I would always do the customary like, what did you do this weekend? And he would say, oh, I put a record on the vinyl, something like that, right? And and so I don't know how how you phrase it. What's the put a what's record the phrasing on? for? It? Yeah. yeah. So I I do have out of genuine curiosity, and this goes to the 
conversation we had on a previous podcast about concerts. Is the audio quality to like significantly different than if you just played it on your computer or played it? I, I don't mean to be. I think it, I, I think it's a little know. different, uh, okay. but not like crazily different. So I, what's I, the I, appeal to it? I like well, the uh, I like the physical nature of it. I think it's a okay. nice. Yeah, I don't know. Feels good. Okay. That's all. Uh, okay, two left. You play a little. I heard it through the grapevine on there. I love oh, that's that. On there. Yeah, what's going I on? Lo- oh yeah. I love the clip of uh, you know the they remove the music and it's just him singing. I heard it through the grapevine. You've heard mm. that, right? Yes, that's good. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, two left. Uh, Julian Lurie, just to circle back on him. Give me over under eight years. Is he in charge, taking over for for Ju- for Jeffrey? I, I, I don't know what Jeffrey's health is, you know, and, and that kind Jeffrey of thing I'm, looks healthy. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with over. I mean, I think, look, I think Jeffrey enjoys covering the team. He's, he's, I'm sorry, not covering the team. Owning the team. <laughs> we can give him a job. Jeffrey, Jeffrey does not enjoy it. Join, Jeffrey, the join Birds Jeffrey friends. enjoys owning the he team. Replace he's, me. he's involved. Um, I, I, I think that the nature of, of uh communication and and you know kind of the work life in 2022 is such that you can do more things remote than maybe he he did 15 years ago let's say so if he if he wanted to spend more time in in Florida he can still have you know a presence uh with the with the operations of the team so I'm I'm going to go over but if if you like doubled it if he said 15 or 16 I would go under I would hope so I would say I would say over. I think the exception could be if he really has a uh, what he feels like is the coach who's very stable, you know, like in the Andy Reid mold, where he's mm-hmm. like, we're not gonna because I mean you don't want to saddle uh, Julian with like a coaching search in his first you That's know true. year or two there. So if it's sort of a weird period in the franchise and you're not sure what's going on, how long the coach is gonna last, that kind of thing, then maybe you hang on a little bit uh, longer. But let's say Sirianni just crushes it here. The next uh, four or five years, maybe they win a Super Bowl and you're just like, this is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Maybe you have a quarterback solution, how he is in place, then I could see it sooner. But uh, I agree with Zach. I think Jeffrey Lurie, I think the reason he bought a, a professional football team is because he thinks it's really fun and he likes sports and he thinks it's like, you know, building a team and uh, making these decisions and being in on these decisions and getting, you know, talking to players. Like I think he finds that, you know, the, the, the uh, billions that, that doesn't hurt either, but uh, I do think he does enjoy it. So I would say over as a frame of reference, Robert Kraft is 81. Jerry Jones is 79. Both are, you know, kind of active owners as, as we see. And Julian and Jeffrey Lurie is how old? 70. Yeah. He's got time. Okay. Uh, that's good news for Marissa and Michael. They've got some time to get to get those kids. Yeah, so I got 15 years. Oh man, maybe we should make it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I think four is like. <laughs> okay. But we'll see. All right. Uh, last question. Next week's episode. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to do a draft of the NFC. We're going to each put together a roster of players from the NFC East. So we're going to draft three teams from the four. NFC East teams. I want to give a little little preview for next week. Keep people, you know, on uh, on tender hooks, I guess, as it were. Zach, you had the choice of which pick you would have, whether you wanted the first pick, the second pick, or the third pick in a snake draft. I want to give the people a preview by asking you why you made the decision you did. Because there's a clear no. I chose the number one pick. To me, there's a clear number one player on my board. There's a player who plays a the most important position. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. Dak Prescott, okay, plays the most important position on the field, and I think there's uh, a, the delta between him and the other quarterbacks in the NFC East is such that the number one pick has premium value here. And, look, I admittedly don't want to be in a Trey Thomas situation mm. where I force the position – because of the way the draft board has gone. And then all of a sudden I'm flustered for the rest of the draft. There's a chance that I already might be flustered about the Christian Ellis uh, mm-hmm. situation here, Noah Ellis situation. So uh, you're going to take Carson Wentz first instead. By yeah. So, so no, I, I like the certainty of having the best quarterback in the division and then I'll figure out six, seven thereafter. I think it was probably the right decision, but we'll see how it plays out on next week's episode 
of Birds with Friends. Which we're recording real, in two minutes, by the way. Real quick, right. I do need to mention Michael's very good at taking the trash out. I got <laughs> I thought of one. That's okay. a big one. Yeah. That's a good one. Real quick, it would also be really fun. dastardly if he was making you take out the trash. No. Yeah, that's where I Why? It. What is that supposed to mean? What's wrong with that? He's an offensive lineman. He should yeah. be able to like bench press the, the trash, use it as and like lift truck. It, we have to drive our trash out. To oh, like, really? It's like it's like kind of it's in the complex, but it's like okay. not right by our apartment. So yeah, I don't want to put that gross stuff in my my new car. I have but, always wondered, you know, <laughs> when you read these stories of of these players who get traded or like change teams, it seems like the the spouse does everything in those oh, households yeah. <laughs> you know they have to like pack up and, and move they're always handling all the bills like i i can't speak for every household but but there it, it seems like it's it's very one-sided in terms of the responsibilities that, that the spouse takes on zach you're speak like yes okay <laughs> yes i it is it, it it's very one-sided but i will say you know he is working very hard so am I, but no, <laughs> yes, yes, you are too. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, but you know, their, their time commitments are so different and the hours are insane, but yeah, I know a lot of, a lot of the other girls that have a lot when they move, it's, it's all falls on them, especially if they have kids too. Like it's crazy. So shout out to, uh, all the amazing wives out there, including all, all your wives. <laughs> I'll double down on that shout out. Yes. Nice. Okay. I like that. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, we'll be back next week with our NFC East draft. And until then, as always, for Zach, Shield, Marissa, and Elijah, we love Birds with friends. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.